Seeking the Wise Wise. With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy. Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships, and five levels of overall wellness. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Wise Wise podcast, uh, this new platform that Aaron and I are working with to share deeper insights into uh, subjects that we've touched base on on past episodes and uh, make this a little bit more playful and enjoyable and a little bit more lighthearted. But just to go deeper into certain subjects to see, um, hopefully to get more information across to you in various ways. We've, we've altered the um, but the podcast and the platform multiple times now, and it's enjoyable as part of our creative process. So today we're going to be getting into dancing with the divine energies of the masculine and feminine. And this was episode 112 uh, for those that want to reference that. And this is a very interesting subject because many times people, I find out there in the world that there's a lot of talk about the divine feminine but not a lot of talk about the divine masculine. And here today, I want to share some of my own story about how and why I made the shift that I did. I used to be very masculine uh, dominant in my energy and my communications uh, and even in my uh, focus on how I wanted to succeed in life. And in my late 20s, I started shifting that. And I started seeing the beauty in both the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And I wanted to bring more intimacy into my life. And so one way that I started doing that was uh, all through my 20s, I was really in three uh, main bands over an 11-year period. And we were very uh, masculine in how we approached that business, uh, approached the creativity. And but what it was doing was it was isolating me from my relationships and it was making me focus in a limited way rather than an expansive way. And so I started working with all my relationships to learn to communicate optimally. And I saw that I felt that if a person could shift at any moment between a masculine approach or a feminine approach, that they would quite possibly have the most likelihood of success in communication. And again, a lot of our culture gets into debates, arguments, uh, talking at each other, but conscious communication is a beautiful reciprocation back and forth between both parties. And there's no walls up, no emotional triggers that are present. And the information is able to flow very smoothly because again, the intention of both or all parties is to communicate and so our preferences of how we communicate comes into play here. Uh, the words that we choose, the phrasing, even the energy behind it. So in my late 20s, I did make that shift and started putting the focus on my relationships and communication. And see, I'd had a tons of experience by that time in my late 20s being in bands and learning. You know, when you've got a whole room full of creative people and you're trying to create a project together, uh, this is a great time to uh, practice communication and practice your triggers, your insecurities, whatever those triggers may be, because they do come out, especially in the creative process. So that adjustment, um, you know, really led me out of that whole business because it is such a 
challenging business to um, to remain balanced in in those energies because it seems that uh, it's such a, a competitive field that most people do push and use their willpower in a very masculine way to get what they want, to follow through with the dream. So one phrase that I brought up in this episode that I wanted to highlight here is a saying that I come across somewhere that it's not the strongest that will survive and it's not the smartest that will survive, but it's the one that can adapt that will be the most successful. And I really started looking at that saying deeply and that adaptability is this ability to shift between a masculine approach and a feminine approach. That's what the focus of today's talk is going to be on. And we're going to get into how to do that, how to practice divine masculine energy, how to practice being in divine feminine energy, no matter what the gender is. See, the basic understanding here is that we all as humans carry both the masculine and the feminine and the optimal parents that I've experienced are people that can oscillate consciously between when to be very stern and set good boundaries like the masculine energy is is very good at or when to be more compassionate and nurturing and that's more of the the feminine energy qualities so a child that is raised with two or multiple people, no matter the genders again, this is about subtle energy, that both or all parties are balanced in these energies, I've seen that it produces the most balanced children. And that means that sometimes the both roles or both role players in the relationship of raising the child is willing to play the divine masculine roles and the divine feminine roles in our culture in the past many people have failed into just playing the general roles that in a heterosexual relationship the female plays feminine roles and the male plays more of the masculine roles and this is what we're working towards or suggesting in this podcast is to stop looking at those roles so divided by gender and be willing to play both the divine masculine and the divine feminine, whether it be in work or raising children or just in learning deeper levels of communication. I think it's very, very important that we see the beauty in both of these roles. And there's ways to find out how you sit with these two energies because everybody doesn't sit just equally having the divine masculine and divine feminine in them but there are certain people that were designed from birth to have that balance and then there's some people that has more masculine uh, divine masculine energies and some people that have more divine feminine and we're just looking to bring all of these into a balance and one a uh, way to find that out is through our destiny card system that we use based off of Egyptian numerology of over 10,000 years old. And what this does is it gives everyone two different cards, like a playing deck card. Um, everybody but Leo's, they get the same card as both of their cards. And in this system, there is a planetary ruling card, which is like your personality, and then there's a birth card or where your higher self wants to go. 
And what I have recognized over 20 some years of working with the system is it seems that all the odd number cards or odd, odd numbers tend to carry more feminine traits and the even numbers tend to carry more masculine traits. And the jacks are masculine, the queens are feminine, and then the kings are masculine as well. So my two cards happen to be the queen of hearts as a birth card and the ten of clubs as the personality card. And so with that being said, see, my personality was designed to be more of a masculine energy. Uh, That ten of clubs is considered like the master of knowledge. Not that I am a master of knowledge, but that my personality seeks to be that master. And that's why I got so deep into metaphysics study in my late 20s to my late 30s. And But at the same time, my sole purpose here is to go into Queen of Hearts, which is the loving mother's card. And that really confused me when I was younger. But I'm going to tell a story of how that transition happened because that's the divine feminine. And so I have one of each. And so that balance that I'm looking for is is in me at a birth level, an energetic level. But see, I have to remind myself of that divine feminine approach because my default is that uh, divine masculine. And the way that that come about for me to experience it was when Sherry, uh, my boy's mother, when she passed uh, 15 years ago, that gave me an opportunity to to really work at a deep level in how to work out of my divine feminine more. Because I saw, and I shared this in this episode, that if I didn't learn to do that, that the boys at 15 years old uh, were likely to be very unbalanced. And so how I approached that was in every situation, whether it was a discipline or just a sharing, I would learn to take a breath And this is a general teaching of the just philosophy is to learn to take a breath before you answer your phone, before you get up to get some water, before you answer your door. If you learn to take this breath before an action, it serves you to be more likely to respond rather than react in a situation. And so in that time period of about four years from the time they were 15 to 19, Whenever we engaged, um, I would take that pause to make sure that I wasn't just doing my instinct because many of our instincts are trained to us from our childhood that we carry on. And I wanted to bring a different level of consciousness in. And so that was the reason for the pause. And then coming out of that pause, I would want to see how to approach them the way a loving mother would approach them. And over years of practicing this, it began to help me to be more balanced in my response, whether it's nurturing and compassion oriented, uh, like the divine feminine, or if some structure or discipline needed to be uh, issued from that divine masculine standpoint. And now, after being having a private clientele and private practice for over 15 years, this is what I see that I do for my clients. Um, they sometimes they show up and many issues that people struggle with were installed in them by their parents. And those roles that were being played normally in our culture wasn't conscious. They were reactive 
And so that creates traumas that people carry into their present relationships all through their life. And so part of that learning that pause is to give an opportunity to respond, like I said earlier, rather than just react. And going back to that, uh, it's not the strongest that's going to survive. It's not the weakest that's going to survive. It's the one that can adapt. Again, this is that adaptability to be able to to shift consciously into more of that motherly role or more of that fatherly role. And the destiny cards is just a great way to show how you uh, match up from an energetic standpoint, just as your basic being. And sometimes that can give you an understanding of how much work you're going to have to to do. Like if somebody has, um, like I know people that are males gender wise, but they have two feminine cards or there might be a female that have two masculine cards. So with the male that has two feminine cards, they're going to need to focus on the divine masculine uh, more than that divine feminine because the feminine is going to be in them as their general approach. So, and vice versa with the female that has gender that has, you know, two male cards, then she's going to have to work extra hard to uh, bring in that feminine energy. And this is all what we call self-development work to the, the basic explanation of self-development work is becoming more well-rounded, more conscious, more able to communicate consciously. And this has been just such a great practice and it helps me in my intimacy, my communications, because when we get stuck in just ways that we react to people and things they say, we can get very um, minimal in how we are able to uh, support someone in that conversation or possibly even redirect them. And that can create a lot of insecurity. It can create a lot of uh, trauma or triggers within ourselves, bringing up things from our past lives or from the past uh, being with our parents and how they trained us to be. So, Practicing to shift between those is a big part of of this conversation, and that practice begins with that pause again, and to just get used to asking yourself, is this an issue that a mother needs to handle or an issue that a father needs to handle, just as like a playful way to approach that, and basically that means does this person need nurturing in this moment? Or do they need directing or some boundaries set? And boundaries and don't always have to be like harsh. Sometimes when that word comes up, I think people have resistance to it because, but because most time when somebody sets a boundary, they set it out of an emotional reaction. And I think that that's what the association that people have. But boundaries can be just simply. Uh, like a story I shared, a time that somebody goes to bed or a time that somebody eats and they don't project those boundaries on other people, that other people should go to bed at that time. But they just manage the people around them that, hey, at this time of night, I start to wind down. So please don't engage me in phone calls or conversations so that I'll be ready and my mind will be at ease when I go to bed. See, that's self-preservation type of boundaries. And that isn't harsh. It doesn't have to be ugly in any way. The ideal way is to to share these types of boundaries when you're in just general conversation with people. 
And I feel like it takes a lot of that pressure off. And then people will need to be reminded. So that's part of the process is not going into frustration, but seeing that people need to be reminded of of this boundary or this is very important to me. So when going back now to when that four-year period of after Sherry had passed, that from time to time the boys needed some type of structure or they needed some type of guidance. But see, first of all, I wanted to come from that loving mother energy or that divine feminine to make them feel nurtured, to make them feel appreciated, to make them feel that they weren't wrong in a situation. And when we meet somebody where they're at, many times it helps our conversation to go more smoothly rather than just going into the conversation the way that we want to. And that's part of the beauty of that divine feminine is meeting the person where they're at. And then slowly through supportive uh, verbiage and phrasing to get to a point where you say, well, well, maybe you want to issue some type of new structure here or some type of discipline. And discipline and structure is helped by schedules many times. And that can be so much more well-received when you recognize and respect the person before redirecting them. And these are the three R's that we talked about in this episode and many other episodes is that many times people will recognize something and they skip the respect and they just start to redirect. And the respect stage is very important because that's where judgment is at. And see, we're not respecting when we're judging. So that's why it's very important to, after you recognize a person, place, or situation, that you deal with whatever judgment that you have about it first, that you get to a point of acceptance, and then that's going to give you more clarity as to how to redirect that energy or that person. And so the the main thing is the consistency of effort, is that especially with children, and I like to say that anything that we want to know about consciousness or expansion can be learned through the raising of children or the studying of the relationship between a child and an optimal parent. And how we communicate with the child is normally a very direct uh, reflection of how we communicate with ourselves or how we communicated with our parents. It, It comes down through the family lineage in that way. So the, you know, there are also toxic sides of, feminine and masculine energy like compassion and nurturing can turn toxic from a a feminine energy standpoint when it becomes enabling or when it becomes um, a type of uh, fear-based protection and with the masculine you know structure and discipline is is wonderful aspects of the divine masculine but when it turns into control that's where it turns toxic so understanding that all of this energy that we're talking about is is constantly evolving and changing and we want to be careful not to get stuck in ruts in how we approach things how we approach people um to keep things fresh is to look for new ways to engage and then it comes down to is this the optimal time to engage is this the optimal place is this the optimal person is this the optimal subject to bring up at this point? And then the optimal duration. 
uh, have we already been talking about it long enough? So those are five main questions that if you ask yourself before engaging with someone uh, or giving your point of view, that's that's something to do during the pause. And you can get to where you can go through those five subjects very quickly. And if there's yeses to all of those, then engage. But see, while you're going through the discernment of those five questions, it's giving you an opportunity to get a feeling of how whether to approach this in a divine masculine or from a, a father perspective or a divine feminine from a loving mother perspective. And that can be very useful once again, because when we take time to be present in the conversation rather than just directing and see our culture is so used to just going into directing right away that they don't take the time to see where this person's at. Again, this is a, a wonderful divine feminine uh, assessment is to be able to relate to where this person's energy is, where their verbiage uh, seems to be, whether the eyebrows are up in a receptive mode or they're down in a resistance mode. Little things like that go a long ways in this type of communication. So we want to revisit the you know, the again, the boundaries, discipline and structure are like divine masculine um, characteristics. And then forgiveness, nurturing, compassion or beautiful divine feminine traits. And so when we just list those six traits, you know, just take a moment to imagine how beautiful it would be to carry all six of those traits at all times and that you're able to pull from all six of those at any moment with a relaxed and loving energy. This is what I see is the optimal way to approach children or just people in general to help and to be of use without feeling like an energetic bully or without feeling making the other person feel like you're just trying to get your way. So we're looking at a very balanced view here and a balanced approach. These roles that we play with people take a lot of self-awareness and in the self-awareness it's a great practice to look at ourselves and just say where do I exhibit those divine feminine qualities that I just mentioned even the the three the forgiveness the nurturing and the compassion like look for areas in your life over the last week or so where you have exercised those and then bringing that divine masculine of the boundaries, the discipline, the structure, the consistency of effort, and just in a neutral way, assess for yourself where you have exhibited those characteristics over the last week or so. And this can give you a insight into which one you need to work on more because everybody can't get to the um, destiny card system please reach out if you would like to uh, be connected with a human design reading or a destiny card reading i do those in my private practice together and it helps to a person to understand their energetic makeup which is the human design and how empathic natures they have and how they're affecting people in the world and how the world's affecting them and then the cards help to bring in that understanding of the masculine and feminine energies and what a person's path is to move more from that personality into that higher self. And these tools are great 
tools for that to just help give us an idea of what is in us at a cellular level and how we were designed to operate in this world. But you don't have to have that if you just do a simple take some time to just sit down, review your last week or so, and look at those divine characteristics, and then look at the toxic characteristics as well. And here, I don't want you to judge yourself. I don't want you to berate yourself. This is assessing, and assessing is different from judgment. Assessing is just seeing something for what it actually is. So if you see that maybe you've been too controlling or maybe you've been an energetic bully or maybe you've been really pushy about your opinion, see, that can be toxic sides of that masculine energy. Or if you see that you have been too nurturing to a point where you're enabling somebody or that you've, you're overgiving, maybe whether that's either through compassion or it's money. See, this can be toxic sides of the divine feminine. And again, we're not looking to judge ourselves. Just make note of both the toxic side of the masculine and feminine that you experience consistently and the divine side of masculine and feminine. And this is just a an assessment to give you an idea of maybe where you're actually at and how you need to practice being able to oscillate between these two. With my parents, they were very polarized in the way that they did the gender norm roles. And my father took care of all of the outside things and the gardening, the tractors, the lawnmowers, that kind of thing, fixing anything around the house. And then my mom played the role of housekeeper and cook and taking care of the kids and that type of thing. And see, there's nothing wrong if you're in a relationship to where these gender roles are playing out, as long as both parties are happy to play those roles. And my parents happen to be happy in playing those roles, but I wanted a more conscious and a more present and a more adaptable relationship when I started doing this work in my late 20s up to the present is that I wanted to be able to shift in between that divine masculine and divine feminine. And then I wanted my partner to be able to do that as well. One thing so that we can show up for each other. See, sometimes we're down on ourselves and we go to our partner and if they're only used to playing one certain role, this is why sometimes people have to go outside of their intimate relationship to find friends or somebody that can play that kind of role because their intimate partner just is not willing or can't do that. And so this is the optimal way or the optimal intimate relationship from my perspective and my experience is when two parties are willing to play both of those roles. And this is what Sherry and I developed and got into when raising Ian and Ryan, especially from a young age. I wanted her to be able to initiate authority and discipline because she was excellent at doing the nurturing and the compassion and the loving side. and. I didn't want the 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 authority side to be just projected onto me to put me in that stepdad role that so many people get projected in. And then the kids just see them uh, from that point of view. And this is also when people play these divided roles with each other. This is where kids learn how to uh, put them against each other by knowing what to ask each parent. And so something that that Sherry and I did is that whether the boys came to me or her, 
the general uh, response was, let me go talk to your mom or let me go talk to Alexander. And that showed them that we were always on the same page. And when we came back, it was a united front in how we approached the situation. And I would really like for more and more parents to, to take that on. But even if you don't have kids, you can still do this with your siblings, with your, with your parents if they're still alive, with friends, with uh, work associates. This ability to adapt is, has an endless amount of potential and possibilities in being able to truly communicate with people. And this brings in just a little bit of learning to live in non-preference that we talk about a lot in this uh, podcast and in the Just Philosophy. And that doesn't mean that you don't ever have a preference. What it means is that you're always able to recognize when you have a preference. And if you have a preference, you're more than likely not seeing it clearly. So this is where we go to somebody that isn't involved in the situation. And many times it's helpful to just say, Hey, let me give you the scenario and let's just see how you resonate with it uh, right away. And their response sometimes can be more neutral because they're not as emotionally involved. And so the ideal practice is to work towards being able to do that with yourself and to be able to bring that divine feminine and divine masculine energy in when you need to make a decision or when there's something you need to communicate with somebody. And you can actually look at yourself without judgment, just assessing and saying, okay, if I go in with this energy and this approach, how do I feel that's going to be received? And if I go into this approach, you know, will this create uh, triggers or will it create uh, maybe a negative reaction? And see, we may need to get to directing somebody because maybe that's what they come and ask for help with. I found that people, before they change their mind or change the way that they're going to approach something, many times it helps for them to feel received or accepted first. So see, again, it helps many times to lead with that divine feminine to make the connection with the person, place, or thing, and then slowly bring in that more divine masculine energy of the directing, the suggesting of the structure or the discipline that may be necessary there. And this creates a reciprocating type of conversation instead of a just a directing type of conversation or just an enabling type of conversation. So this has been a great time to, uh, to get with you beautiful people and to touch a little bit deeper on this idea of divine masculine and divine feminine energies. I do hope that it's helpful. Please reach out with your personal questions and comments. Uh, we love to hear from you, and I'm looking so forward to uh, Aaron's release on this episode. We will be releasing uh, approximately 30-minute videos each on uh, the same episodes that we're going to be discussing to hopefully expand your understanding of our personal path, our personal walk, and how we utilize all of the information and instructions that, that we're uh, passing along to you. And so much love to everybody. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself and everyone around you. Keep chopping your wood and carrying your water and take care. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com 
and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog, and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. Continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with Alexander in person, by phone, or Zoom. Uncover your authentic self more easily with a human design or destiny card consultation. Here you will gain information about your energetic makeup, personality, and your higher self, as well as navigating your way through your relationships. There are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career, relationships, and opportunities for self-growth. The site also allows you to view a calendar of Alexander's live performances and class schedule, peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These Contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.